In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. We are still celebrating the new year. It has dawned on us. We are counted alive. Life continues. The year begins on a clean sheet and a new chapter waiting for you and me to pen out great things. As we begin the year, let us go to the beginning of creation, Genesis chapter 1. We are going to clean on the word just to see and learn and appropriate what God has said in the beginning for our lives today. For the word of God is our roadmap. The word of God is life unto us. Everything has its beginning except God. Therefore, we can go to where everything else began and learn from it. How did it all begin? The book of Genesis tells us how it all started. And we're going to take from it and speak it over our lives. The whole earth is established and sustained through the words that are contained in this very book of Genesis. It is therefore important that we become intimate with the words that are written in it. For we are objects of inspiration. We learn and emulate. And who better to learn from and emulate other than God? So let's dig in. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning... God. In the beginning, Elohim. That is Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. So before everything was, God is. Before the earth, the human beings, and every system on this earth existed, God existed. When you look around, you see that God predates everything. It makes sense that you should have God if you do not have him in your life already. And now it's the best time to run to him. You cannot continue living in this earth God created and refused the creator. It is not a wise thing to do. When you walk into someone else's house, you honor that person if you want to be comfortable in their house. You acknowledge them. You do not disregard the owner of the house and expect them to tolerate you. Yet human beings continue doing that with God. It all begins with God. Start a relationship with him. And all it takes is believing and confessing his son Jesus as Lord and Savior. And that makes you his child. Then a precious and a great relationship will begin between you and God, between the one that was created and the creator. This is a restoration of the relationship that was lost right in the beginning. Or let's say you know God, but have drifted away from him. You don't feel his presence. You are not even sure that we are able to relate to God. The time to go back to him is now. Begin this year with God. Do not allow yourself to live as if there is no one that created you. You are not a mistake. You did not just land up on this earth. God created you. And the Bible then tells us that God created the heaven and the earth right in the beginning. That is the first thing that God did. He created the heaven and the earth. So the basic structure was created. We are not told how he did that, for example. But the word create is para in Hebrew, and it's only used for God. No one else shares this word for creation. 
Of course, we develop things that are new innovations and a whole lot of things. But everything that is innovated is innovated on the basis of what has already been created. No one is able to create nothing out of nothing. So no one is able to create anything out of nothing. So we need that which God created even now to be able to develop new things. So it is God that is able to create something that never existed and it is created and it exists. Where there was nothing, God created. He designed, he made it, and it existed. This activity of God is very important in that where there is something that is missing in your life and it doesn't exist, we can be able to go to God and ask for it. There are things that we can get by faith and there are things that will be pure God miracles. At times, God will use us and at times he will do it himself. There are testimonies of people who did not have certain parts in their bodies, and through prayer, God gave them that part without anybody else doing anything else except prayer. A certain pastor told me a story of a young boy whose private parts was not developed. As little as he was, he could see the difference between himself and other boys, and for boys, this is something that is painful. This was a pain to him and his parents. They took him to church one day and he went in line for prayer. And the pastor approached them and asked what was wrong with the child. And they told him he was taken aback a little. I mean, this was not a headache or pain in the stomach. This was a body part that only God could create. It was not a disease that had befell him. Something was not fully created in him. Then he composed himself, the pastor, of course, and laid hands upon the boy. You see, the first response was a bit of shock, wondering, is this possible? Can, can God really answer this prayer? Can God develop the parts that are underdeveloped or they were not even showing? They went back to their seats after prayer and the boy went outside quickly. He was curious, of course. He then came back running to the front. He opened and closed his trousers many times in excitement. More like, look what I've got down there. I suppose there were not dry tears in that place. This is something that the doctors could not do for him. Oh, but God created it. There are many other miracles, creative miracles, where there was nothing and God created it. Where a hand was short and then God made it longer. In other words, there was a part that was not there and God created it. You cannot stretch your hand to make it longer. It can only be a creative miracle of God. You might be in need of a creative miracle right now. Pray to God. Elohim, with your creative power, I ask that you create this which I need in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let us ask God. He has all the power. He is able to create and that is his area. Creation is his area. This is something that only him can do. We can develop things. We can innovate. But God creates. Now the second thing the word of God tells us is that then God began to shape the earth. Verse 2 says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Have you ever looked at your life and saw an area that is shapeless? I'm not talking about body shape, um, ladies. It could be your career which is there, but without form. You do this job and that. You are employed today and unemployed tomorrow. You are promoted today and the next day you don't have a job. You are working in this um, function and tomorrow you are working in another function. You are working, but it's, it's shapeless. It, it has no form. 
you cannot tell exactly what you are doing. You have no experience. You are working. You are there, but there's no form. There's no shape in that career. There could be some void in your life as well. Perhaps something that is missing. You don't have any good relationships. You are lonely. You live alone. You don't have friends. You have a big heart, but no one to feel it. This is an area that needs Elohim. Your life needs to take shape. You need some consistency. You need companionship. You need friendship. Someone or some people need to fill that void, that empty space in your life. You might have failed in relationships before, but let God help you. Let this year of 2022 begin with God shaping your life. You might be messing up your life. You are there, you are alive, but your life is a mess. You need God to help you. Let God bring order in your life and shape it this year. Let God send you companions that are good for you. The earth was without form and void. And the Bible lets us know that the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Elohim, was hovering over the face of the waters. It was a good thing that the Spirit was there, for the next verses tells us the action that happened thereafter. Oh, child of God, you need the Spirit of God to hover over your life. He is able to see what needs to be fixed, what needs to be shaped, what needs to be filled. He is the one that sees the void. He is the one that knows your heart. You may pretend and smile and laugh and tell jokes and pretend that all is well, but you know deep down that you have a void and that the Spirit of the Lord God will know. Let this be a year of the Spirit of God upon your life, now and beyond. Seek Him. Ask Him to fill you. I mean, the early church did not even begin to function until the Holy Spirit descended upon them in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. They were sitting in a house for 10 days waiting. But when he, ah, the spirit of truth had come, 300 men, 3,000 men were added in one sermon. Just one sermon. One sermon by Peter. So the spirit of God began to hover around over them, filling them, and the power of God began to work. And the early church was set up. Now back to Genesis. The verse 3 says, Then God said, Child of God, is God speaking in your life or is he silent? When last did you hear God speak to you? Don't be intimidated by other people's experience of the voice of God. I mean, even Elijah, a great prophet, sought the Lord in the wind and the fire, but only to find him in the still small voice. So don't be intimidated by those that say, I've heard God in a loud voice. Don't be waiting for the fire and the bill of smoke and the wind and all of those things. Ask God to speak to you and hear him speak even through little things. In one book, a lady in Iraq first experienced God in a scent in the garden. And that led her to seek God and set her on a journey that saw her getting saved, baptized herself out of desire whilst the believers were afraid to baptize her. And eventually, she had to flee her country because of the backlash from her own people. Just a scent. You might be looking for a big, um, loud voice of God, but God may be in little things, in, in very little things. In another book, this other gentleman said God spoke to him. He, when he had a Bible, um, he would go out and find that God had opened it right where he needed answers. The questions that he had, God answered by opening the book where the answers were. 
He was not a Christian yet, but was seeking God. And in his search for God, God answered him. God spoke to him through the Bible by miraculously opening it. He would have left the Bible closed and put in the right place. But when he came back, it was opened in the place where he was asking a question of God. Pray, dear God, I desire to hear your voice. Speak to me, Lord. In any way that pleases you, speak to me. All I seek is to hear you speak over my life. I need to hear you speak to me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. You see, the first words that God spoke were, Let there be light. And there was light. The shapeless, void and dark earth and heavens needed light first. Oh, child of God, you cannot do much when it is dark. We normally go to sleep when it's dark. You cannot see your way around, so it will be disastrous for you to attempt to do anything when it is dark. At most, you can get up and go to the bathroom and back. And the first thing that God did in the book of Genesis chapter 1 is that he got rid of darkness. Light be, and there was light. God did not tolerate the darkness that was on this earth. He called light into existence. It is consistently dark. If it is consistently dark, even the plants cannot survive as they also need sunlight. Now, why would you tolerate darkness in your life? Evil spirits like darkness thrive in that environment. When you are sleeping, even the thief finds a chance to come and steal. The Bible tells us that Jesus spoke um, the words and told the people that when a man was sleeping, another person came and planted tears in the garden that this person had planted um, the right crops. So when you are sleeping, when it's dark, it is not necessarily a normal environment for normal people to be working, but it is of the evil ones that wants to work in darkness. Let there be light in your family. Let there be light in your marriage. Let there be light in your children. Let there be light in your workplace. Let there be light in your business. Let there be light in your community, in every area of your life. Let there be light in your finances. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Therefore, we can pray Jesus into the world so that there will be light. The world is full of darkness right now. The deeds of men are dark. The evil that is on this earth is dark darkness operating. A people without Jesus is a people without light. It is not that there is an existence of darkness, but is that there is no Jesus in a space. Because where Jesus is, there is light. People walk in darkness, do their deeds in darkness, and they cannot even see the impending danger. And Jesus further said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. This is in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to 16. So not only is Jesus the light of the world, but believers are the light of the world. By virtue of having Jesus, the light is already within us. All that is required is to shine that light in the darkness. You'll see out of a family that is plagued by witchcraft, only one person gets the light and begins to set the whole family alight. Then they begin to pray. They start serving God. And witchcraft has no choice but to bow out and leave them. How do we deal with darkness? We put the light on. When you get into your house and it's dark, the first thing you do is to put the light on. The light has to be on. When there is darkness in your family, the light has to be on. Jesus has to come in. 
when you have Jesus, you begin to bring light to the entire family. Let there be light. The next thing that God did was to separate things and put in systems and structures. He separated the waters under the heavens. Then there was dry land. He separated the day and the night. And God brought order. The waters knew their boundaries then and until today. The waters know their boundaries. When you go to the beachfront, you'll see that the waters will come into a certain place and they'll go back. They don't just go into the city except perhaps in a tsunami. And that is something that doesn't happen every day. But even then, they will still drop back again to the sea. Child of God, certain things must be separated from your life in this year. You need to set boundaries in 2022. You cannot enter everywhere, do everything and anything. Go anywhere, communicate everybody. There are times where you will have to instruct certain things to leave and be separated from those. You cannot remain in a toxic relationship in 2022. The waters and the dry land mixed up becomes mud. Nothing much that can be done there. Either dry land or waters, separate yourself, child of God. Pray. Lord, show me the areas in my life that must be separated for your glory and for my own growth. Let there be that separation. Let your power work in my life to separate good from evil, to separate me from toxic people, and to separate me from activities that are not taking me anywhere. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen. Verse 11, Genesis chapter 1. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. So when the earth was ready and shaped properly, it was time for things to live in it. God commanded the earth to bring forth grass and seed bearing fruit. Note that it is the earth that was commanded to bring forth the fruit and its seed. Previously, he would say, let there be this and let there be that. But now the earth was already formed. It was the earth that had to bring forth the fruit and the seed. Some people are so used to having other people working for them and they just enjoy the fruit. God people, this year, begin to bring forth fruit yourself. Once you have brought the fruit, keep the seed and plant it again. Don't eat everything. Social media shares jokes about this time of the year. When people have finished their money and are broke, they have no money to go back to work for transport fees and even food. They have eaten the fruit and the seed. The bonuses are finished and now they are broke. Some of them have to ask for transport money and for food until the end of the month. It is a joke, but it is reality. Some people are so broke now in January. And I'm not looking down on people. I'm just talking about a principle that God established in the beginning. Bear fruit and bear the seed and you must plant the seed because it is the seed that must bear more fruit for you god in the beginning put the system bear fruit and seed and plant it again pray lord help me to bear fruit this year let this be a year of accomplishing great things let these accomplishments be sustainable with seeds to continue producing i shall be fruitful this year in the mighty name of jesus amen and then god said let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. Some people live in one season for a long time. Some of these seasons, a season of pain, for instance. God made a system that brought the different seasons. You can't live in the night only continuously. 
Day must come. The morning must come so that you can have joy. If you are stuck in an unending season of pain, of trouble, of struggles, go to God. The seasons are meant to change. God put a system there. And I'm talking the physical systems of seasons and the and the spiritual seasons. There are laws that rule the seasons. Day and night, winter, spring, summer, autumn. Things have to change, child of God. Of course, we would all like to continually be in the summer season where things are green and there is rain and we are joyous. That is being unrealistic. Because, you see, this view causes one to even turn away from God when the winter season comes. When trouble comes, you begin to think God doesn't exist. Simply because you've been living in summer for a long time. You must know that as a believer, seasons do change. Winter season comes where you need to put on your coat, where you need to heat your place, where you need to do other things, where you are limited from even moving to other places because of the weather. So when it is winter, it is not that God doesn't exist. God created seasons. When you are in trouble, it's not that God has ceased from existing simply because you are having troubles. There will be time for joyous occasions and there will be time where you might be mourning and crying. This was a law from the beginning. Pray, Lord, the season of pain, of hurt and suffering has lingered on in my life for way too long. And this is against the system you spoke into existence in the beginning. Lord, I pray, change my season. Lord, give me strategies to deal with the different seasons in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. Verse 22 to 25. Then God created the creatures of the seas, the land, and the air. Then he spoke to these creatures very important words. The first blessing was issued by God. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Wow. Animals were blessed by God. The first blessing was issued to animals. What more a human being? Animals, birds, and sea creatures have been multiplying ever since from this one blessing from God. This was the beginning of creation before man was created. The creation of man will be in our next episode. Read again this book of Genesis. Meditate on the wonders of God's creative power. With the word, he holds the earth in existence. There can be earthquakes, floods, climate change, but the basics of the earth remains as it was created by God. Man cannot change the sun nor command it to stop shining. Never allow man to dim your light. Let there be light in your family. Let there be light in your marriage. Let there be light in your children. Let there be light in your workplace. Let there be light in your business. Let there be light in your community. Do not allow men to dim your light. Be that light. Men can encroach in your space as long as you allow him or you can instruct him to separate from you. You can choose to stay in the winter season or you can approach the creator to change that season. It is contrary to the law of creation. You can remain in one place, child of God, and not multiply. While the cats, the lions, and the elephants are busy multiplying or you can go with the plan of God, multiply. Matthew chapter 25 verse 14 to 30 talks about the parable of the men that were given talent. Three men were given talents. The one was given five talents and he came back with ten talents. The other one was given two talents and came back with four talents. The one that was given one talent hid it and stopped the law of multiplication. Whilst the dogs keep multiplying even today, you cannot be a person, a human being that fails to multiply. Someone gives you one rand, 
you eat it all. Somebody gives you 100 rands, you eat it all. Somebody gives you 1 rand, you use it all. Somebody gives you 100 rand, you use it all. You get a thousand, it's all gone. You get 10,000, it's all gone. Every time you have to go and ask, multiply, do something. Multiply with your hands, multiply with your brain. Go out there and multiply. The animals are doing it. I'm not just talking about making babies. Multiply. Be like the wise two men. Multiply. Begin the new year with the one who began all things. Let there be in your life all these great things that God, our creator, spoke to existence right in the beginning and it continues to exist. May this be a great year for you. May this be a blessed year for you. May this be a year of light shining in your life. May this be a year of a separation between good and evil in your life. A separation from the things that are making you unfruitful. May this be a year of your being fruitful and multiplying. May this be a year of success. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the Word of God your anchor.